Okay, let's get started with Parshas Truma, Tavshin Pei Gimel, Baruch Hashem, we're back, and uh, we are the first of the four Parshios, as we know, about Hashem's home. Yasuli Mikdash V'Shachanti B'Socham, we have Truma, Tetzave, Bayakal and Pekudei, and we have Chodesh Adar, maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about uh, Parshas Zohar, but this week we'll focus on Truma, and we'll start off with the Medrash that we've spoken about in the past, source number one. <laughs> the Medrash in this week's Parsha, and this this year we'll see uh, the commentary of the Medrash through the eyes of uh, Rav Blumenzweig in Veselachti Besochachem. Says the Medrash, V'yichol truma, haduhu dixiv, ki lekach tov nasati lochem, torasi el tazovu. A great lekach, a great transaction I am giving you, torasi el tazovu, do not leave my Torah. Al-tazovu es ha-mechach shanasati lochem. Kodesh Baruch says, I've given you a great mechach. You have a great deal. Do you ever buy something that the seller goes along with the item? Says the, usually I buy something and the seller is the seller and the buyer is the buyer and I buy the item. Says the Medrash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Am Yisrael, Macharti lochem Torasi, Ima. I gave you the Torah, but I go with it. So what's the, what's the, what's v'yichuli truma? So that's the medrash. Mashal ha-melech shahaylo bas yechida. There was a king that had an only daughter. And it was time for the daughter to find a suitor. So all these suitors came and find, finally there was a prince. And they chose, yeah, this is going to be the prince. The problem was, this is the only daughter. And the king doesn't want to miss his daughter too much. So he wants to take his wife now, go back to his own land. Amarlo. But she's my only child. I can't bear to be away from her. But I also can't tell you not to get married to her. She's your wife. I have a great idea. Wherever you go, move wherever you want, whatever malchus you want to live in, but wherever you are, Make sure you built it an extension, a special apartment for me. I can't bear to uh, not be with my daughter, so please, you have to uh, build me, build me an apartment, an extra apartment. says to give you the Torah. The Torah was before the world was created. The Torah was the blueprint to the world. I can't bear to leave it. I have a great idea. Wherever you go, I'm going to give you the Torah. Have a place for me. That's the medrash that's uh, discussed. So much can be said about the relationship that's reflected by this Medrash. Let's see it through the eyes of, uh, again, V'hisalachti B'Sochachem. Says Reb Lubinzweig, Usually, when I buy something, how is ownership reflected by the fact that I have it in my Rishus now and you don't have it? There's a disconnect from the previous owner. That is usually how Bailas is reflected. The fact that it goes, it goes out of the previous, um, uh, connection from the previous owner. Even, he says, again, not our topic now, but he says, how you can own something that is usur bahana'ah, that you're not allowed to get benefit from. So he says, we're not going to focus on it, but he says, it's still not connected to anyone else. Even though you can't use it, 
But it's in your Rishus. If I have something that's Asr Bana, I have Arla, fruit of the first three years. I have uh, Basar Bachalav. So it's still mine. What makes it mine? I can't use it, but it's not yours. So usually, ownership, Bailas is reflected by the fact that it doesn't belong to anyone else. Afikidushin, it's the same thing in a marriage, says Vesalakti. Adam Arota Lakadesha Saisha. Marriage is defined by, now there is a unique exclusive relationship between the wife and the husband. Right, the primacy of the relationship now is the husband-wife, even more than the parent-child. Even though the parent-child is always there, but the first and foremost relationship, the most intense relationship, the wife now has with the husband. What if she says, you know what, let's get married, but you know what, my, my father's just gonna live, uh, in the next room. Right? We're gonna get a three-bedroom apartment. And, oh, he's that room. So, uh, what do you, what, okay, they could come visit. And they could, uh, we get, the relationship is very important. But if she's always connected to the father, then it's not a full connection to the husband. He can't, he wouldn't be able to act in the way that he would normally act if they would, uh, if they were alone. I respect the previous owner. I acknowledge the previous owner of an item. Just like a son-in-law. And it would have the certain relationship with a father-in-law. My father-in-law is sitting right here. I'm not only saying that because of that. Obviously, the item that I bought was mushpa. It was influenced by the previous owner. The previous owner uh, worked on it and created it and affected it. But still, there's a unique relationship between the husband and the wife, separate from where she came from, separate from where her her father was. I'm very happy to have the father-in-law as a guest, but that he'll be the host and my wife will be the hostess and I'll be the guest. That's, that's not appropriate. That's by, that's generally by relationships, by transactions and by marriage. Says the Reblumenzweig now, turning over the page. One might think that Torah is the same way. And that's what we have this medrash for. Hashem gave us the Torah, and now it's me and the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch was in the background. He's like the father-in-law. You can come visit sometimes. You know, but the Torah is the Torah. I could learn Torah separate from the giver of the Torah. Every single morning we do something not to forget that. Not to forget this isn't just a transaction like any other transactions. Pamim sheyachas kazeh kayim gam Torah. Someone might feel that way by Torah. Adam Margish, Kihu Yachol is Kasher Torah. I could connect to the Torah. I could learn Torah. Blimud of Asiyasa, who may vinas Mashmuta. I could understand it as the Word of God, but separate from God, separate from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Bo shal Hakadosh Baruch Hu ematora alul loorech shashos. Kabol shal achasan el chosen el chosno. What are you doing here? I have the Torah. I focus on the mitzvahs, not the mitzvah. Too much. Who I have respect it, but not so much. Says the Torah, This is a different type of relationship. I come with the Torah. It's a package. This gift doesn't go away from the no saying. 
the nosein hatora stays with the Torah. Lo rach lichyos chaye Torah, elagam lios nechonim lahazmin abaita es hamelech. Falasos lokiton. I always need that special that that room in the apartment. Hakadosh Baruch tells us. Right, and that's that's what we have to recognize um, in this regard. And then Umazai <coughs> gives, gives one more step and says, if you want to take the Masha one step further, there is one one illustration that we might help might help us understand that no Kharishbrahu comes with the Torah. Imagine if you get a beautiful, amazing mecha, an, an art an artist's um, a picture, a uh, embroidery, something unbelievable. And let's say you could get to know the artist and get to know the embroiderer. So then that could add. That could add because if you see how how professional and how beautiful the item is, so maybe you want to get to know the one who created it. There's nothing more beautiful and more complicated in, a, in the best way possible and multifaceted than the Torah itself. So we want to get to know the artist. We want to get to know the one who created it. Line 23. Hashem is sold with his creation. And even through the item, we could understand the artist a little more. And after all, this is the Dvar Hashem and the Ratzon Hashem. And we could understand the Kaddish Baruch Hu a little more in that way. As we know, that the life of Torah connects us to the spiritual life and we have to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not separated. And that's what I just alluded to before, every single morning. Every single morning we have to remember, and according to the Ramban, there's an Issa Daraisa, to forget, to forget what we've just spoken about the past two weeks. And maybe that's the, that's the Hemshach, the past two parshias were Yisro and Mishpantim, Maimad Arsinai, and now we have Truma, as the Ramban says, in the Hagdama to this week's parsha, and also in the Hagdama to Sefer Shmos, right? The Mikdash and the Mishkan is a continuation of the state that took place at Harsinai. Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to go, take him, take him with us. Take him with us. We always have room for our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Always has room. He's always with us. And that's how we get into this week's um, Parsha. Then he connects it with Amalek, which we're not going to focus on now, but um, that's how we start off. Now let's get into the Parsha. Hashem says to Moshe, Take from me Truma. So what is the word Truma? We call this Parsha Truma. What does the word Truma mean? Says Rashi, Truma hafrasha, Separation. Truma is separation, Rashi says. Yafrishuli mi mamonam nedava. Be mafris, designate. Designate money for, for me. That's the lashon of Truma. Then, asha yidvenu libo, that's, that's nedava. Interesting, it doesn't say vikuli tztaka. Vikuli nedava, dafka truma. Lashon hafrasha. So if you look in the Chaye Moshe, Rav Moshe Bik. I haven't seen him in a few months. Vikshama farshim. Right, question one, that's asked by many. The yikhu instead of the yitnu. The yikhu li, the yitnu li. Right, it should be, give to me. Give to me truma. Question one. Question two. Excuse me, Rashi says, Pirish truma, lashon hafrasha. Yafrisha mehonam nadava. V'yesh lahavin. Ma'inyin bahafrasha zu. What is the focus and the emphasis on the designation? Designate? What if, isn't the ikr the giving? Right, if you designate and never give, 
is that does not accomplish anything. If I designate something <coughs> to the base of Mikdash, and I never give it to the base of Mikdash. Why, why is the focus hafrasha? haya mitzvah atzma? Just a designation? Is there a mitzvah in that? Kamo mitzvahs hafrasha's trumas and maestras? Amafresh truma. Amafresh nadava for the mikshuan. If I never give it, there's significance to that? Halo ikar yanasina. The ikar is the giving. So what's the v'yitnu li, v'yikuli? What's the hafrasha? Question three. Isa betana dveiliyahu. Says the medrash. When B'day Yisrael they said Nasev Nishma, Miyad Amr Akadosh Baruch Hu V'Yikuli Truma. Right, it's based on the juxtaposition of the Pesukim. The end of last week's parsha was Nasev Nishma, and now we have V'Yikuli Truma, the first mitzvah that we get. So says the Medrash. Ah, oh, right when they said Nasev Nishma, now we get the Yikuli Truma. The Yesh Lahaven. He says, what is the connection between those two Pesukim? Ma Kavanasam Bazeh. What is Chazal's kavana litlos? Trumasan shal Yisrael b'masha amr nasev anishma. What is the connection between those those two ideas? So again, v'yichuli uh, hafrasha and nasev anishma connection. V'yesh lavari says maybe the secret starts with the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The Mishnah tells us at the beginning of uh, Perak Dalit. Perak Dalit Mishnah Beis Ben Azai Omer have a rotz mitzvah kala. Ben Azay says you should run to a, even to a light mitzvah. Run to mitzvahs and run away from Averis. She mitzvah goreris mitzvah, va'arira goreris avera, because one mitzvah causes another mitzvah, and then one avera causes another avera. Is there a connection between running to a mitzvah and the mitzvah goreris mitzvah, avera goreris avera? She mitzvah mitzvah, v'schar avera avera. So many Mepharshim talk about it. It seems to be very verbose and repetitive, right? One mitzvah causes another mitzvah. One tzchar mitzvah is a mitzvah. What's the message of the, of the, of the Mishnah? And specifically, he focuses on what's the running to the mitzvah. Have a rutz, it doesn't just say do a mitzvah kala. Be careful about doing mitzvah kalos. No, run. What's the running? What's the running? Ma inyin, ma ishlavin, ma inyin ritzala mitzvah. Venira levaer, and he says, based on a medrash in Vayikra, Discussing a pasuk in Eov, we discussed this a few months ago in our Eov Shiurim. The Medrash says, "Ruach kedusha omeris mihiktimani va'ashalem." Hashem says, "Who came before me?" So there, Hashem is talking to Eov, saying that Eov, well, you're finally at the end of the Sefer, as we know, Hashem reveals Himself to Eov and basically gives him a tour of the cosmos. And after that, Eov has no more questions. Doesn't seem like he got a specific answer to Tzadik Varal or Rosh but once he sees the whole world and the, all the, uh, all the constellations of the cosmos, he has no, he has no other question. But Chazal Darshan on this from Mihiktimani. Did anybody ever praise me before I made them alive? Meaning I had to do something first, says Hashem, before you then did something for me. There's nothing that you do for me before I do something for you. Did you thank me profusely before I gave you a child? I gave you a child and then you thank me profusely. I gave you the house and then you die. Oh, do a mitzvah and you put up a roof. I gave you a house. Oh, at mezuzah. First I gave you something and then you did for me. So I, You did tzitzis, I gave you the, the, the beged. You know, everything that we do is 
Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us something and then we're able to do a mitzvah with that. But the first step is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Medrash, we really can't accomplish anything unless HaKadosh Baruch Hu first gives us something. He gives us something, then we could do something for Him. But there's one thing that we could do that He didn't give us. He gives us something, but there's still something that we could initiate. Ulam cheshko so shel ha'isha Yisraeli. The attitude and the zrizus and the acting with alacrity and the and the excitement and the hislavus that that's that's all us. Because Bible gives us something, we could just react and do what we have to do. But if we're excited and on fire, that's something that comes from us. Zos belibo from the fire within us. To love Hashem, to fulfill His mitzvos. The more that our yearning um, increases, we can make the mitzvah into a qualitatively different, higher level mitzvah based on our excitement, based on how much we're into it. Not just doing it because of the ol, but we're doing it because of the schus. He says, that's the ritza to a mitzvah. A Jew doesn't just do a mitzvah. He runs to do a mitzvah. Have a rutzla mitzvah kala. Because that's what, just doing the mitzvah, okay, it might be, okay, we don't have a choice. Hashem gives us, we have a chiyah to do a mitzvah. But if we run to do it, we act excited, we're on fire to do it, that's a reflection that it means something deeper to us. How we do it is a reflection of what we think of it. Right? How we do a mitzvah, how we do anything in life reflects what we think about it. If we take heavy steps, we're going to shake a lulav and we take step by step, lethargically. Okay, I'll do it. My cheshek is not so strong. And that's what the Tana says. You want to be, you want to get more mitzvahs? You want to be psyched and you want to feel? Have a rutzful mitzvah kala. Run to a mitzvah. Run to do a mitzvah and then, vim yikayim on the, on the right side now. Vim yikayim mitzvah Hashem becheshe gadol kolkach. This or belibo me'ilav lakayim od mitzvah. It's going to lead you to more mitzvahs. Because the attitude, the more we have, right, mitzvah goreris mitzvah, as the Pasuk says, oev kesef, lo yispa kesef, the more we have of something, the more excited we're about something, the more we, we don't have enough of it. We don't, we don't, we don't have enough of it. And that's, um, the, havi rutzla mitzvah kala. So how does this answer any of the questions that we've had? So let's turn over now. And he says, now we get to answering the questions. Hafrasha. Truma. What does Truma say? You have to give me Truma. What does Rashi say? That means designated. What do you mean designated? The Icar is the giving, turning over the page to source number five. Now we understand what Rashi says. Mashakasava Parsha Yafrishu. Kharasbarakh tells us to give staka for the Mishkan. So we could wait for the last minute until Moshe Rabbeinu knocks on our tent door and say, guys, come on. I, I need it. I need Ella. Or the first second that we hear, we could already say, you know what? That's awesome. I'm already separating it. I'm putting it on the side. I want to do it right now. Because I feel excited about it and I, I want to make sure that 
if we're mafresh it right away, that shows how we feel about it. So it's the de- of course the nesina, the ultimate nesina is the is the goal. But if we designate it right away, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Give me truma, give me hafrasha, give me your attitude towards the mitzvah. Don't just do it. Do it in a way that shows that you love it." That's the Chaye Moshe. Um, Just the giving. Who? Where did Beis get money from the Mishkan? It's over by Kadosh Baruch Hu anyway. Where'd they get? They got it from Mitzrayim, and who gave it to Mitzrayim? Kadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. But it's how we give it. It's the attitude of the heart. Not that it's heavy upon us to be mafrish. And that's the hafrasha itself. So he says, mafrish mimamono, litztaka, mikodem shiyavalani love. Before the ani. Right? It's a, it's, it's amazing. Yisrael kadoshim heim. How many, how many Jews, how many Jews have a designated stucca purse? Or even to know they keep change in order to get stucca in the, Yisrael Kedoshim I'm not even in shul by the stucker box, but I see some change. I'm going to designate. I'm going to think about it. It's ready in my mind. If I see change, it's going to stucker. That's Klal Yisrael. That's Yafrishu, even before the situation is there. Not somebody who is stingy. That I don't want to give. I give uh, when I have to. So that's Hafrasha. That's Hafrasha, and that's Bazem of Voice is now the Medrash. Nasev Nishma, the Yikuli Truma. Because that's the same attitude. The same attitude is somebody, Nasev Nishma, we'll do it, we're excited to do it, we have no idea what we're getting ourselves into, we said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we know this is what we want, so that's, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, that's the attitude of the Yikuli Truma. Hochichu al otsem cheshkam betavasam lekaim taras Hashem mitzvosav. It shows! Shows what we're used to, what we want. Someone who expects and can't wait and yearns. He doesn't wait. He doesn't wait to hear. Let me hear all the instructions. Let me just start it now. Let me start it. Sometimes somebody's excited about something, so you just give them instructions. Oh, I want to start. You start it. Just wait to hear all the instructions. So you just want to start it already. It says that's. We said before we heard anything, we said Nasev Nishma. That shows an excitement. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. The Yikhuli Truma. Finally, line 18. Shetia Be'eneim Nesinasam Utrumasam Kilu Hain Lochim. Right? Don't think about, it's not like, you're not giving something, you're getting something. We have that attitude. The Yikhuli Truma. Right? But Teva Adam Shalokeh Cheshek. Right? Often people buy with Cheshek and give without Cheshek. No, no, no. Look at this Nasina as a getting. As Chazal say, Yosemi Masha'ani Mekabel Min Ha'ashir, Ha'ashir Mekabel Min Ha'ani. Right? The Ashir gets a lot more than the Ani. The Ani gets something in Olam Azeh, but the Ashir gets something in, in Olam Abba in the future. Okay. So we continue, and now we have the Kalim of the Mishkan, Baruch Hashem, and the first one is the Aron. Vasu Aron Shitim, we have the Aron. And then we have the cover of the Aron known as the Kaporas, and then we have the Shulchan and the Menorah. And finally, we have the Krushim at the end. So this was already a Machlokas, 
the Gemara quotes, not a machlokes, I should say a conversation between Moshe and Betzalel. Moshe and Betzalel. Rashi quotes this Gemara in Brachas Daphne Hey. Rashi quotes this in Vayakel. But it has to do with this parsha, so we're going to mention it here. And the Chassam Sofer talks about it right here. The Gemara and Brachas Dafnun Hey. Right? You have it there, it's quoted in source number six, the Chassam Sofer. Amar of Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amar Bionasan. Bishash Amar, Kadesh Baruch Hu Moshe, Emor Le Betzalel, Aseli Mishkan, Va'aron V'Kelim. Kadesh Baruch tells Moshe to tell Betzalel, you know, he's the architect, build me the Mishkan. Halach Moshe Va'arma Lo Lehefech. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu told Betzalel, build the Kalim, and then at the end, the Krashim, which is the structure where it's going to go. Betzalel says to Moshe, but wait a second, right? If I build the Kalim, I'm not going to have a place to put them. There's not going to be any protection. Maybe Hashem told you the opposite. Are you sure? Maybe Hashem told you first do the Krashim, and then, and build the structure, and then the Kalim, and Moshe's like, you got it. You got it, you're right. Betzel Kel, Betzalel, Betzel Kel, you were in the shadow of God. So first of all, what's that Lashon, in the shadow of God? It happens to be a play on his, a play on his name. Betzel Kel, that's true. But is there anything deeper about Betzel Kel? And Tosfus' question. Tosfus on that Gemara asks, well, I don't understand. And if, if, I could have, did Moshe flip what Hashem told him to say, just to like test Betzalel? Like, what does that mean? Moshe said the Kalim, and then, didn't Hashem tell you the Karashim verse? Oh, you got me. Like, like, what was that about? What did Moshe say? What was Moshe commanded? It seems like from our Parsha, that Moshe was commanded the Kalim first. Right? You have all the Kalim and only the Karashim at the end. So it seems like Moshe said it over like he heard it. And the Betzal says, no, no, Hashem told you otherwise. And Moshe's like, you're right. What do you mean you're right? It doesn't say anything else in the Parsha. So this is a problem. So Tos was there. Line five. What is what are Chazal talking about? Right? If you look in Parshas Truma, the Kalim are first. So what does B'tzalo mean? Didn't Hashem tell you the otherwise? And Moshe says it's true. So says the Chasam Sofer, a Harifus, something very sharp. Tosfus himself answers, maybe there's a Pasuk that, uh, there's a Pasuk in Kisisa. In Kisisa it says, Es ol moed ve'es mishkan lo'edus. So maybe that's a reference to first the ol moed, but it doesn't say that here though. That's a repeat. What about here in Pasha's Truma? So says the Taurus Moshe, says the Chassam Sofer. V'nir al-pi haramban. The Ramban tells us in Sefer HaMitzvos, that as we know, the ultimate goal of the Mishkan are the Kalim. And each Kli symbolizes something. Many Mepharshim talk about each Kli symbolizes something in the home. The menorah is the candle in the home, and the Shulchan is the Lechem. The Mizveach HaKtores, the Aron is the Torah. There's so much symbolism. Hashem's house mirrors a personal house, an individual house. So the Ramban says, obviously the goal of everything, the goal of this whole structure are the Kalim. Right, not maybe not in terms of making, but in terms of conceptual importance. And where does the kedusha flow from? The aron in the middle and the luchos in the aron. Why in the parsha do we have the kalim first? Because you have to know the goal. The goal is the aron and the luchos and the menorah and the shulchan. That's why it said first. Aval miyad, 
says the Chassam Sofer. But, but there's a Pasuk that we don't focus on. Right? Remember at the beginning of the parasha, we have all of the materials listed that are going to be used. Right? This is the Truma. Zav, Kasam, Nechoshet, Tchelet, Sargaman, Oras, Elam, Shemen, the Avanim. Make me a Mishkan. Make me a Mikdash. And then the Pasuk says, Kechalashin Animara Uscha. Hashem says, Moshe, I'm going to show you everything now. I'm going to show you everything now. And then, V'chein Tasu. And that's how you should build it. And then the psukim go through all the kalim. So the kalim, in the details, the kalim are listed first because that's the goal. But the secret is pasuk tes, says the Chassam Sofer. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe a video tutorial before the actual building of the Mishkan. Moshe, Moshe I know it's easier. I'm going to show, give you a video. I'm show you a video. I'm going to show you exactly everything. What was the first thing you showed Moshe in the video? Tavnis HaMishkan. This Tavnis is called Kalev. What's the Mishkan? That's the structure. So he told Moshe in this Pasuk, right, what has to go first. Then he commanded all the details of the Kalev. When Moshe told Bitzalel, he told him everything HaKadosh Baruch told him. He didn't say this Pasuk. Let's see. The Derech HaSiyah is not Kalev first. Hashem showed Moshe an entire built Mishkan upstairs. That's this Pasuk, Pasuk test. And then Tavlis Kokelov. And then Moshe told Bitzalel exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him. The first Pasuk is not a command. Moshe, exactly what I'm going to show you, build it that way. Now, build the... So Moshe just said over HaKadosh Baruch Hu's words. But Bitzalel figured it out. He was in the shade of that vision. When Hashem took me and showed me that Mishkan upstairs, you figured it out. You understood it. That this is what has to be done. So says the Chazam Sofer, yes, the Kalim are all listed first in the details because that's the goal. But Pasuk Tess is what Moshe was told and Betzalel that's how I figured it out. Okay, moving right along. So we get into the Kalim and we have the Aron. And on top of the Aron, we have the Kruvim. The Kruvim, Pasig Yutes. Vase Kruvechan Mikatemize, U Kruvechan Mikatemize, make one Kruv, made one Kruv, Mina Kaporis, right? From one piece with the gold, with the gold Kaporis, Tasua Kruvim. Make the kruvim on on top. Make the kruvim. What, what is the word kruvim? What does the word kruv mean? Right, not in modern Hebrew, but kruv in the t- biblical Hebrew. So if you look at the Gemara in Sukkah Dafhei, source number seven, Sukkah Dafhei, the Gemara says kruv is the word ki like ravia children. Right, the according to one day, the the kruvim had childlike features. They're like children. Karavia. And why child? Right? The innocence of a child. No hate. Maybe the always looking ahead. There's a lot to say about that. 
But if you look at the language of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Because children in Babylonian are called Ravia. So that's why Keruvim, Keravia, like children. V'yesh Lohavin asks here in the Laksos Benoam Hashem, V'yesh Lohavin, why do we need Babylonian in the Kodesh Kedashim? You can read the Gemara a hundred times and not like focus for a second. Okay, it's Babylonian Karavia. Why doesn't it just say Hebrew? Kodesh Baruch created the world in Lashon HaKodesh. So why do we have to Marasa, Torah Kedosha, Lekro Lekruvim, Shein B'makom Achim HaKodesh, La'am Yisrael Kodesh HaKadoshim, B'Lashon Laz, Lashon Bablis. What do we need this for? Just write, ki, call them Kitinokos. No, call them something in Hebrew. Kiyaladim. Why Dafka? Why does Babylonian make it into the Kodesh Kadashim? And you might also ask another question based on the Gemara in the first parak in Sanhedrin. Right, the Gemara there says, those who have learned Sanhedrin, Dafdalid, the word totafos, which doesn't have any translation. Put totafos between your eyes. What are totafos? Tfilin. What is tfilin? Totafos. What is the word totafos? So Chazal say, oh, that's a reference to how many partios they have to put in the tfilin. Kwatat means two in the language called katvi, and pat means two in the, ang- the language called afriki. So totafos, tat, and pat is four, and therefore you know there are four parshas to the tefillin. Great. What do we need that in the Torah for? Why doesn't the Torah just like use a different reference to four? We have to have African and Babylonian and katvi all alluded to in the Torah about our tefillin and about the aron. So he says, So, uh, well, first he quotes this, he quotes the Rabbi Yehuda Tztaku who says this answer by the tefillin and then he uses it by, by the Torah. teaching us, it doesn't matter where you are in the world and which gullus you find yourselves in and which language you happen to be talking. Tefillin is relevant to you. And you put on tefillin no matter where you are. And you do mitzvahs no matter where you are. Put on tefillin, don't be mizbaish. Because any language. And he says, in the Kodesh Kadashim we have a foreign language. Why? Because Torah is never foreign to anyone. No matter what language a person talks, no matter what stage of history they find themselves in, and Jews have been in many different places, and even Jews who you know, are in different places, there's many different languages that Jews have spoken over the years. And the Rambam spoke one language, and Abayah spoke another language, and the Shach spoke another language, and Ramosha Feinstein spoke another language. Oh, great Gdole Adar! And they all spoke a different language. You know what? Karavia. Babylonian makes it into the Kodesh Kodashim. Because Torah is relevant everywhere. It doesn't matter what language you're talking, you talk the language of Torah. Remember the Rav Salvechik wrote in one place that if it was up to him, he would have written a 14th Animamin. The Ramam came up with 13. He said, I have another Animamin. 14. Animamin Munash Shalema, that Torah could thrive and prosper and be relevant in any generation, in any society. Torah has something to say about every detail of that society. And that's Karavia. Babylonian makes it into the Kodesh Kadashim. And you could say even chinach, relating this to Chinuch, Chinuch Habanim, right? Giving our children a proper education, right? Karavia, children, right? That also is in any, in any language, in any uh, locale, and in any time period. Okay. We continue.
we have the Krushim. Chafav, Tesvav. Esra Amos Arachakaresh, we have Krushim in the Mizkan, Atsi Shitim Omdim, and Rashi quotes, we also had this uh, earlier, where did they get the Krushim from? Actually, Rashi might have quoted this in, uh, in, uh, Vayigash, but you have it there in the Eshta source, uh, number eight. Thrashi also, right? Hayalo lomar va'asisa krushim, right? Va'asisa krushim. Kamashin emra becholdavar vadaram. Mao ha krushim. What is ha krushim? Why is it the krushim? Not just krushim. They're krushim that are known. Known krushim. May osana omdinu miyuchadim lakach. Which krushim? I think we mentioned this a few months ago. Even a few weeks ago. I don't remember this Rashi. Yaakov avinu sofa baruch ha-kodesh benot arazim in Mitzrayim. When Yaakov avinu came down to Mitzrayim, he stopped in Beersheba on the way and he brought cedar trees. And he planted cedar trees in Mitzrayim. And when he died, he told his children, bring these cedar trees when you go out of Mitzrayim eventually. Pass this down to your children and grandchildren. Because you're going to need a sanctuary for God. You're going to need these boards. You're going to need wood from these trees. Reckon, re, make sure, see that they are, you, know, you have these boards, this lumber. Okay, it's even in a, in a uh, piyot. So Yaakov told them to plant the trees. So Inyan Zeth says the Eshtam Mitzorach Beer. Why did Yaakov have to do this? Take trees all the way from Eretz Canaan down to Mitzrayim, plant the trees. Let him just buy some wood from the Mitzrayim before they left. They took gold and silver. So take some trees down too. To plant these trees, these are like the special trees that everybody's, you know, focused on. Why did Yaakov Avinu need to plant these trees and command his children to bring them up? So we've spoken about this in the past. Yaakov Kamenetsky has a beautiful piece about it. But line seven, Vidir Yashiv, he says, let me ask you another question. Really two questions. Madua ha-Torah ha-Elimes Why is it not clear where the base of Megdash is in the Torah? Right, the word Yerushalayim doesn't even appear in the Torah. Yeshua Paragud is the first place where it appears. Elamakom asher right, the asher Yivchar, the place that I'm going to choose. Right, so why doesn't it say, v'katav alisa elamakom, the Torah didn't say, David HaMelech even <coughs> picked the wrong spot originally. Right? He thought it was a different place. And Chris Brechler says, no, you got to go down a little. So why don't we know where the Yerushalayim is? And let me add a question. And even Bizman, Ali Laregel, there's no halacha to have signs up this way to the base of Megdash. I mean, we live in a modern place. There's going to be signs and and Yerushalayim, but there's no there's no chiyuf. And yet, we know the Gemara tells us in Maseches Makos, and Rashi quotes it. Ari Miklat, we know exactly where they are. The Torah delineates them, all of them, three, six, and there's a halacha. They have to put up signs for the year Miklat. Rotzech b'shogi tzorach legalas elir Miklat. Tachin lucha aderech. Rashi quotes Miklat Miklat hayakasav aparshas drachim. Right, the Gemara and Makis. They put up signs. Why do you need signs for the Ari Miklat, but you don't need signs for Yerushalayim? And Shalosh Regalim. So you might say it's just to protect, you know, the, the guy who murdered Bashoke, he's got to get there very quickly. 
because the, the Goal Adam, the relatives are on his, on his case. Okay, maybe it's just a more of a practical level, but you want to get to the base of Mikdash also very quickly. Says the Ishtam, to answer this chilek, and then he gets back to the original question. He quotes this from the Panovich Rebbe. We don't need people to be talking about the Rotzeach B'Shogeg. No, just do your thing, get to the base of it, get to your ear miklat and, and finished. We want people to be talking about the base of Mikdash. We want that to be a topic of conversation. Get people talk. Oh, you need to go to the base of Mikdash? Oh, where are you going? Oh, you're going from there. Get people talk. Oh, what do you have there? You have Karbanos. Machzaz HaShekel. Hare Hechan Megim Le'ir Miklat, line 15. If you get people having to give him directions to the Ir Miklat, Hare Yisparsim Bazeshei Ratzach B'Shogig, people can be talking about it. We don't need that story on the front page. We don't need that story in people's minds that somebody killed Bashogig. It's a sad story, but you know, better, better that it's quiet. Amnam, next paragraph, Beis Hamikdash, Bekavanat Chila, Hatorah Enona Moon, Enona Moon Yenes Lafarsimus Bekoma. I don't want to talk about it so that people keep, where? How do you get there? What is it? Conversation. It causes conversation. You can't just open up a Torah and know where it is. Oh, you're a Shalayim. Where's your Shalayim? That way. There aren't any uh, points of latitude and longitude given in the Torah. You want it to be in the conversation. So the less information you give, the more people are going to talk about it. The more people are going to need to talk about it. Yaakov Avinu wanted Kla Yisrael to be talking about Geula. To be talking about going free. In a tangible way. Not just, okay, before you leave, you're going to plant some trees. No, no, no. I planted the trees. And people are going to grow, the kids are going to grow up in Mitzrayim. Hey, what are those trees from? Oh, you're Yaakov Avinu planted them. Really? Why did he plant them? Because we're going to go out. We're going to build a house for our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Really? We're going to build. And he was one of the Avos. Wow. It's going to be a topic of conversation. And that's what Yaakov wanted. He wanted to create a topic of conversation for Klal Yisrael in Mitzrayim. Yaakov Ayachafit, Shekol Yemeyim B'Mitzrayim U'Midbar, you Asukim, U'Midabrim, B'Dvar Beis Hashem, Kol HaYeladim Sh'yivoldu B'Mitzrayim, Yishalu, Delo Lezba, Do not do Eitzimelu. Where did these come from? They come from Yaakov. Yaakov planted them. They'll all wonder. Tachlis Masa Yaakov, Eino Habaniya Atzma. So it wasn't the trees themselves, but it was the conversation that was going to be had through the trees. They could have gotten trees some other way, right towards the bottom. No focus. Give them hope. It gives them. It wasn't just a promise of Pakot Pakadasi of Yosef at Sadik, but they had something tangible to see. So that the questioners could be many, but and therefore, one can always, one could always talk about it. Okay. Going back now, for a moment, back to the Aron. A beautiful Ha'ara. From one of the Hasidic Rebbes. So we know the Aron was really three boxes. Three boxes. Right? A golden box, a wooden box, and a golden box. Right? The Torah tells us, 
Machlokas Rishonim whether there were legs on the bottom of the Aron. Rashi says explicitly there were no legs. Rashi says, Va'asu Aron, Kimin Aronos, Sha'osim, below Raglayim. No legs. Asuyim Kimin Argaz. It's like a box. Yoshev Ashulav, sitting on the floor. That's Rashi. Mi bias umichutz titzapenu. From inside and from outside, you shall line it. What does that mean? So Rashi quotes, Gimel Aronos Asabitsalo. Beishal Zav Echachalates. Two gold and one wooden. Vidal Ksalim Shalim Lukalechad. And each of them had four walls. Upsuchim Ilamala. They were all open on top. Nasun Shalates Betok Shalzav. Vishalab Zok Shalates. Right? You put the gold inside the wood and the wood inside the gold. The inside's gold, the outside's gold, and the middle is wood. Nimsa mitsupa mibayis umichutz. The, the aron is used by Chazal to symbolize to us that a person has to be on the inside and on the outside. You know, it's got to be consistent. What's called tocho kabaro. Tocho kabaro. The inside like the outside. Right? It's source number 10, quotes the Gemara in Yuma. Kol tamil chacham, shein tocho kabaro, eno tamil chacham. Tamil chacham has to be tocho kabaro. It has to be the inside like the outside. That phrase is used in the fourth parak of Masechah's brachas. Remember the story of Gamliel, embarrassed Rabbi Yoshua, and therefore everybody got upset at Rabbi Gamliel. They removed him. They deposed him as the Nasi. And therefore, uh, they had to find a different, uh, different, uh, not a different head of the, the Rosh Hashiva. They found Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. And it, the day Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah became a Rosh Hashiva, then many, many more benches were put into the base madrash. Meaning, though, why? Rabbi Gamliel had a much stricter acceptance policy. The Gemara says that he only took Talmudim that were tocho kabaro. Only tocho kabaro, like a Tamil Chacham is described here. But the Gemara there says, so how'd he make sure? There was a Shomer HaPesach. There was, there was the bouncer. There was a bouncer at the door that if you weren't Tocha Gabaro, he didn't let you in. Only if Tocha Gabaro. Great question. Who was that bouncer? Who could tell? Who had Ruach HaKodesh? Who sat at the door? Well, like the Arizal. He could look at you in the forehead and, and know your whole, you know, what your Tachlis is in life and where your Chisaron is. Like, who was that Shomer on Pesach? That's a great question. What kind of Shomer? What kind of guard was there? He asks here, in the, uh, in the name of the Rebbe Hazakein Misadigora. He quotes, Kashef Allahavin, Mi Hayazeh Oso Shomer on Pesach, Shaya Mesuga Lahavchin Bechol Tamid, in Tocho Kabaro. Hare the Shem Kachalav Lios Yodea Machshavas, only a Kaddish Baruchu. So he quotes, unbelievable. Be'emes, the doors were locked. The doors were locked. They weren't open. The doors were locked and there was no Shomer there. The doors were locked. Ulam. But if there was a Tom who was Tocho Kabaro, he figured out a way to get in. Right? Like Hillel on the roof. The door is locked, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to jump. I'm going to crawl. I'm going to climb. I'm going to do something. So show, it was locked, but if you really wanted it, you made it in, and that's how you knew Tocho Kabaro. Ula matama charatza bimlo haretzinus, v'hashe'ifa primis, likanis v'lomotaras, everyone wanted to get in, v'yanoki v'cholem soem apulos, he would use all of his his means, v'yaporiz kederos, he would break down doors, he would go and tunnel himself in, in order to get inside, like Hillel, on the on the roof, he quotes the Gemara in Yuma Lamed And if he did this, that shows Tocho Kabaro. 
So that shows the, the rut zone and the cheshek, how much we have to push ourselves. Push ourselves. He quotes another idea from the, the Gera Rebbe. He says, maybe it was open. Maybe it was open. Everybody just had to figure it out themselves. Right, which is a little, right, somebody didn't feel Tochel Gabaro, he didn't go in, and there were many less people, because maybe all of the, well, all the humble Mika Talmidim didn't make it in. Okay, but we're going to focus on the first, the first answer. Okay. You can look at source number 11, which is a Hosafa, but just wanted to get in, so we started a little late, we'll get to number 12, the last source. And that is, I think we mentioned this, I think Rabbi Jonathan Sachs mentioned this in one of his other Svarim, but we'll mention it this year from the, uh, Judaism's life-changing ideas, where he talks about, he quotes uh, a study that was done, a study that was done on something known as the Ikea effect. What is the Ikea effect? The name comes, of course, from the store that sells self-assembly furniture. Self-assembly. For practically challenged people like me, putting an item of furniture together is usually like doing a giant jigsaw puzzle in which various pieces are missing and others are in the wrong place. But in the end, you know, we feel a sense of pride. I made this. Right? So he quotes that this scientist did a, um, a an experiment. He had somebody make something out of like folding pieces of paper together. This is on the next page now, page number eight. And he asked them, how much, you know, how much are you prepared to pay to keep this little dinky little piece of paper cutout that you made? How much would you pay? And the average answer was 25 cents. And he asked other people who had no connection to this piece of paper, how much would you pay for this? Five cents. Because what you make, you feel connected to. What you create yourself, the effort we put into something doesn't just change the object, it changes us. And the way we evaluate that object. The greater the labor, the greater the love for what we have made. Says Rabbi Sachs, the first thing we ever made in history, the first place that we ever did anything was the Mishkan. The Mishkan was the first thing that the B'nai saw made in the wilderness. And it marked a turning point in the Exodus narrative. Until now, Hashem did all the work. Makos, Kriyas Yamsuf, Makas Bechoros, Mun, everything, water from the rock. It's all Hashem. We did nothing. And there were a lot of complaints. We complained, and we complained that we didn't have water, and we want to go back to Mitzrayim. All of a sudden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, Take a role reversal. Instead of his doing things for them, he commanded them to do something for him. This was not about God. God doesn't need a house to live in. It was about them. And he says beautifully in the next column, for the first time, God was asking them not just to follow his pillar of cloud, but to become builders and creators. The creator of the universe was giving his people the chance to become creators too. And that lifts people up. The yikhuli truma. Truma, lashen meirim. Because when we are involved in the creative act, that changes not just the item, but it changes us. And we have to look at everything we do as a creative potential situation. Just turning the page, he says, Shabbos, right? What do we say every Shabbos? La'asos esa Shabbos. Shabbos isn't done for us. We are mekadesh Shabbos. Yeah, Hashem decides when Shabbos is, but we make Kiddush. Because we also create Shabbos, right? He says every generation adds something to Shabbos, right? Even maybe just a tune, right, of a, of a song. But Jews make Shabbos, and therefore Shabbos is very meaningful to us. So we have to recognize whatever we put ourselves into, whatever effort we uh, expend on anything in life, you know, that, that shapes us 
and makes us into different people. So we have to learn from the Mishkan and really build in all areas of our life. Okay, we will stop here.